What is up, Buff Nation? What a day it's been. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. And uh, I think we missed the memo because we're wearing hats and shades. My bad. No, <laughs> don't want to offend don't, anyone don't out there. Don't apologize. <laughs> no, let's offend, please. I don't think there could have been a more perfect day to have Mr. Matt McChesney <laughs> on the show talking. It's a little Rocky Mountain showdown. I we know the story of the day. Jay Norvell took a cheap shot at Coach Prime about his hats and sunglasses, how his mama raised him. Ugh. What were your thoughts when you saw that? Okay, so look, I'm on <laughs> Altitude Sports Radio every day from 10 to noon with Chris yes. Dempsey, who's another great buff, uh-huh. and does a great job covering the Nuggets. And we had Bradley Van Pelt on our show today for like 20 minutes. And he was really professional and like killed with kindness, and it was a really good interview. But we didn't even ask him about this because I don't want him to have to, like, talk about the stupidity of another human being. Right. Jay Norvell is a really good college football coach, okay? He's built programs. He's been everywhere. He's coached with great coaches. This is what he's going to be remembered for because Folsom, everyone in Folsom, and I am going. I will obviously be there, and uh, my son Nicholas is on a recruiting trip this weekend with Hell yeah. Underwood and all the other kid. Yeah, I'm like living in bizarre world right now. It's awesome. It's insane. Um, so we'll obviously be up there, but if everybody in the building in all of Folsom Prison, because also we had a beat writer on Wednesday call the place a zoo. Yes, like. A two that place is a zoo, and I was like, a zoo? It's a prison. Like, bro, you're about to be in trouble. Like, I. Everybody, put your hats on and your your blades, and just make this the most uncomfortable situation for all these veterinarians on on Earth. Okay, <laughs> this is Jay Norvell has wrote a check that his team cannot cash, and he did it in an aggressive tone where he talked about how his mother raised him, insinuating that somehow Mrs. Sanders didn't raise Dion right. I mean, he seems like a pretty good father and man and everything else, the best corner ever. I mean, what bear are you poking, dummy? I mean, this is, it's one of the stupidest comments in the history of comments. It's almost, no, it's way dumber than when Markeisha Houston transferred and then started running his yap yes. and then lost twice. Right. It's way dumber than that. It's way dumber than Bradley Van Pelt talking after he spiked the ball off Reed's or uh, Sneed's head. Because at least they're players and they like have a like they they're going to be on the field. Jay, right. What if like he's at practice today, dog, and it's sunny? What does he do? <laughs> just gonna go blind i guess burns <laughs> yeah. and then just can't see saturday i guess not i mean it doesn't matter I think what if I think he wears a visor saturday. at the game is that cool i mean i think it's hilarious because it's an eight o'clock game and everyone's still gonna show up like yes! us right now <laughs> I, for real all you're doing is poking a bunch of people who are every buffalo fan and alum right now everybody covering the team is on cloud nine thousand. So true. All you're doing is antagonizing a fan base that is already super bullish or buffish, I should say, super buffish. <laughs> and I, I just think that this is a this may be a tactic to motivate his team. But again, 
What happens when we get off the bus on Saturday at 4 p.m. when the sun's going down over the flat irons that we're about to eviscerate your ass under and your team has hats and shades on mm-hmm. and people start taking pictures of them and posting them like obviously these guys didn't get the memo. Yeah. This is this is and the other thing about this is you're not just attacking a coach. You're attacking Shador's father and you're attacking uh you're attacking Shiloh's father and you're attack, attacking Deion Sanders Jr.'s father and you're attacking their father and you're attacking the Coach Lewis brought a bunch of his players from Kent State. They're a family, and now they're a family with Dion. Like, the atmosphere up there right now is even more elevated on a family level than it was when I was there, and it's not a Dan Hawkins ploy. Right. It's a, it's a real phenomenon that's happening in front of us, and the, I'm not just saying, that, like, white culture is struggling with it because – Look, let's just be real. White people suck, and they're super opinionated, and they obviously have problems with sunglasses and hats. I hear about it all the time. But there's, you know, Jay Norvell is a is a, a black man. Yes. And, he, bro, like, you're attacking another member of, of the club when, when, like, there's not a lot of black head coaches and not a lot of prominent black guys that lead all black men on the field? What are you doing, you complete moron? <laughs> Bro, you should be aligning yourself with CU and doing coaching clinics with Prime, not isolating yourself against him and making him a criminal in the eyes of the, what, the rednecks that like Colorado State? <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? It's already an agricultural school where everybody looks at it and goes, okay, you hate us because you ain't us. Boulder's cool. Fort Collins is cool. It's a nice city. I'm not... Like F Fort Collins this week. It's cool, but it's that's where you go. I grew up on a ranch in northern Colorado, dog. I know this. Every single vet that drives down the the, the driveway at Triple Creek Ranch to see Lynn McChesney, they all have full length gloves <laughs> and they put them on and they go, I'm a Colorado State alum. And before they stick their ass up the their hand up the ass of a camel on the ranch <laughs> to like feel for shit. They, they're like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, you're a CSU ramp like alum. And they're like, oh, how'd you know? And I'm like, I just a good guess. So this, they're just, they're setting themselves up for this. It was already going to be important because it's game day and big noon. And yep. it's a, it's a moment in college football history that every eye is going to be fixated on the guy who's going to win the Heisman Trophy and Shador Sanders. Did I just say that correctly? You did, yeah. Shador Sanders is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Clip it. Clip it. And now, I just watched a clip before we went on, and my palms are sweating, (laughs) and I want to run. Like, if there's any CSU people in the bar downstairs, you might want to leave before I get down there because that what Dion just said is they came after us, and we didn't say anything, and they didn't. And then he just said it's personal again. And you know what I just heard last week, all week, about the corn? Personal. It was personal. I was in the locker room pre and post, yes, and it was were. pretty damn personal. And uh, the conversation I had with Prime after the game was, like, made me cry. I had to go in the corner and, like, compose myself. And I'm a pretty hardcore dude. Yeah. And I was like, I love you, cousin. And I'm, like, <laughs> in the corner crying like a bitch. It was awesome. And then, like, to hear, to get the – 
I was like pretty mellow at the beginning of the week. I haven't really posted anything. I'm like trying to give this space because I know how much better we are than they, they yep. are. Yep. And now they've just ratcheted this to a million, and now I just want to beat the shit out of them. I hope they beat them 100 to zero. It's, it's coming, man. Um, to set the stage a little bit here, Coach Prime, he said on Tuesday, Wow. he said, I haven't met Jay Norbell yet, but I hear he's a good man. I know he's a great coach. He has those guys playing hard. I have the utmost respect for him, truly. And my mentality was the same as you. Yes! I just went You're through, supporting another coach! Yes, I just went through hell dealing with Nebraska fans all week last week and on Monday. So I was like, all right, I know CU is going to kick the hell out of CSU. We don't need to antagonize these fans. We well, don't need remember to Remember this, anything. too. Has Nebraska ever had a blackhead coach other than Mickey Joseph nope. as an intern? They have not. No. So now you've got both head you know, universities and head football teams in the state and no disrespect to Air Force. Air Force is a yes. better program than both of these programs over the last 20 years. That's not even debatable. But right now, Colorado's the mecca of college football. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to play Air Force this year and get some get right. But <laughs> yep. CSU, you, you hate us because you ain't us and you've always done this and you're always buying and ba 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 ba. That's all I heard <laughs> from Jay Norvell. I heard ba 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 ba. My mother told me not to wear sunglasses and a hat, and Dion does that, so he wasn't raised right. Ba 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 ba. Sorry. And then he apologized to everybody for what he said. Are you sorry for it, or did you mean it? Because we took it literally. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know what I'm saying? We took it personally. And then on top of this, Dion, the day before, compliments another blackhead coach in college football that's and, trying to help. And he and, spoke about that. Yes. How excited he was that his ah! two black head coaches in this rivalry and what it meant to him. You can go on our YouTube channel, pull up the Tuesday press conference. He talks about it. What a moron. Uh, Coach Prime did respond today at practice. This is via Dion Jr. Oh, boy, Bucky at Well Off Forever. <laughs> uh, Alyssa, whenever you're ready, pull this up. Coach Watch Prime this, everyone. talking to the team. Okay. <sighs> Beautiful day, ain't it? Yes, sir. I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. Yes, but when they give us ammunition, they unmatched Brown and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They unmatched Brown and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they unmatched Brown and made it personal. Beautiful day, ain't it? Yes, sir. I'm out of my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready. What is your response uh, to what Coach Prime just said? I wish I was born in like 2006. Is yeah, is, dog. I bet. But, um, look, man, everybody knows how I feel about this place. Yep. Uh, it's the only place I ever wanted to play. This game means a lot to me because this is the this is the battle of the box. Yep. All right. The other one last week used to be the battle for the conference, and this is the little brother, and they always poke. And now they're doing it to the big dog. And that's just, if I'm in that circle and I put myself in it when I listen to the coach talk, because I've been in it so many times, I mean, the intensity running through my body right now is, <laughs> it's like you could put 
that light right there is being lit off my foot. <laughs> so this is now personal, and they have stirred. They think that this is like the one in 11 Colorado teddy bears that were here last year. Mm -hmm. And this is the 18th ranked grizzly that's at the fucking gate. <laughs> so now you all you've we're not playing in canvas. You're coming to Folsom. We just locked the gates on a team that would beat you by 40. Nebraska would shut them out. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't go five feet. Mm -hmm. And we just beat them 36 to seven. Do you like that? Yeah. You can have your garbage I, I, touchdown. It's 36 to 7. Yep. Take it. <laughs> uh, but, it, like, what is, what, what, if you're a player on this team, are you really, I'm calling bullshit that any of the players on Colorado State's team are actually fired up right now and think that this is the proper way to motivate. Oh, they're shaking. They, there's no way. They've got to be sitting around the dorm up there in, in veterinary land going, what in the hell is coach talking about? Like, bro, this is the kind of thing that gets you so nationally embarrassed that Coach Prime isn't trying to put another black coach on and help him. He's getting him fired yes. because he's got a big fat mouth and he's trying to run it. <laughs> um, shout out to Luis as well. She helped get that video on Twitter. The, you, one, the one advantage CSU may have had this week was maybe you could potentially call it a trap. I'm, I'm putting all these qualifiers on Shit. it because we knew Coach Prime would have him ready regardless. And the great words of the wire. Shit. <laughs> now you just don't put a target on your ass. There's no way this is a trap game now. They're going to send a message. They're going to run the score up. Well, and, and again, back to the whole game day thing. It's the nightcap. And now, now the Pac-12 is like a... It's crazy that it's going away, but that's like the conference of quarterbacks. Yes, yes. So their national media is being forced. All you East Coast national media, you're going to be forced to stay up past 10 o'clock. <laughs> mm, you're going to be cranky on Sunday. Keep your ass up if you're going to vote for the Heisman. Like, yep. remember when Christian McCaffrey was coming out for the Heisman oh, yeah. and didn't win? Yes. Well, that's because all the voters were asleep. So that can't happen now because if you're talking about four candidates – all four of them are in the Pac-12. Yeah. Right? Penix, Shador, Caleb. And Travis. Okay, and Travis. And then I guess five would be Drake May. So that's the right, ACC right. player. Mm -hmm. But the other four are on the West Coast time. So yeah. they're going to have to stay up and watch. And they're going to – and Dion's going to put on a show. This is what he does. He walked out of a limo, walked into the combine, ran a 4-2, got back in a limo, and drove off. <laughs> He doesn't give a shit. He invented swag. You can't make fun of him. The sunglasses probably endorse him. Jay, you bought his sunglasses for your wife for Christmas. You're full <laughs> of shit. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, you done poked the bear, Coach Norvell. Idiots, man. And look, I'm in the business of recruiting. Yeah. And I will not send a kid to Colorado State. Their offensive line coach blocked the account. Block six yep. zero Academy. Yep. I posted it. People were like, oh, well, that's just because you're mean. And I'm like, I, I wasn't mean. I was trying to provide him with multiple players. Trey Zoom came from Fort Collins, Fossil Ridge High School. Mm -hmm. He went to Texas AM out of my program. CSU didn't even recruit him. You know what they said to me? We can't get that kid. You're right. You can't. Gage Gentler goes to Fossil Ridge High School. He's committed to Tennessee. He's a four star. CU's recruiting the shit out of him to the day. They're trying to get him to flip. He probably won't, but you never know. Keep calling. You know who didn't even offer him? Didn't recruit him? 
Billy Best at Colorado State. So you can block me all you want, but you will hear this. You're the only offensive line coach in the country that did it, and your fear <laughs> turns me on, dog. It, like, makes me so happy that you blocked me because you're scared of what we are. You, you, you're so fucking scared of Colorado right now that you're antagonizing hats and sunglasses and you block accounts because we're too loud because we have an opinion. And, I mean, it, you can sit there and ba-ba to each other about how hardcore you are, but on Saturday night at 8 o'clock, the lights come on, the gate shut, locked again, like I've been talking about, locking the gates on people. Yep. They're going to lock the shit on you, and when you walk out, the scoreboard's going to read something like 70 to 10. <laughs> And it's going to be the biggest fucking evisceration in Rocky Mountain history, in Rocky Mountain Showdown history. And everybody at CSU is going to go, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go to the game next weekend. And Kansas is going to be as dry as a bone. And next year, we're going to go there and take over the stadium. If you think this is bad, next year, week three, every single Colorado Buffalo by the entire stadium out will go have a home game in Fort Collins. I can't wait for it. Man. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right. We'll circle back to this. We got. So we got to get to other up, stuff, bro. This I, really, this kind of shit pisses me off, well, dog. Like it, it's just unnecessary. I I one hundred percent get you. What these guys do? They just bah. That's true. All, We're going to talk of them. Brand Peltabar, <laughs> Marquisha Houston transferred to CSU yes. and bought for two fucking years and couldn't win shit. I, Justin Haas, Holland's a bar. Dave Anderson's a bar. Dreesen's a bar. I love all of you, but Bob off this week, Rock. Come <laughs> see me. All right, we'll get back. Uh, we want. I want to talk about the rivalry in general, um, and the time that you played, what it means to you. But first, not a more fitting first sponsor than our friends at Shady Rays. If you want to piss <laughs> off the Rams and Coach Norvell, head over to shadyrays.com oh, <laughs> and get. <laughs> <laughs> and get your hands on some premium polarized sunglasses oh, at an affordable price. <laughs> you can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to Shady <laughs> What's the promo code? ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code DMVR and you'll get 50% off two you of our pairs. You gotta change it to like... Ram suck or something. <laughs> Anything. This is incredible. Are you seriously telling me that this is just your sponsor? Yes, this is the first read of the day. Oh, my sunglasses are fogging. Oh, I'm crying. This oh is incredible. God. What a day. What a day. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the oh. promo code DMVR. You'll get two pair, get 50% off two of my pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself. Shades rated five stars uh, by over a quarter million people. Not Jay Norvell, of course, but no. still. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, 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 oh man, I love not being on like syndicated radio where I have to sit there and be like, "Today, the Colorado Buffaloes play CSU." I'm crying, bro. So awesome, dog! Holy oh. shit! Oh, gotta wipe the old left eye. Let's go. Cool. Shout out to Game Time. Buy uh, all the tickets and eliminate all the stress with Game Time. We've got you covered there. Uh, tickets are gonna be hard to come by for Saturday's game, but check out Game Time and they can help you out. Uh, not only on sporting events, concerts, uh, whatever else is going on in your city. Download the Game Time app. 
create an account and use code DMVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now, am I wrong, or didn't I hear? <laughs> hold on, beginning hold of, on. Sorry, sorry. Terms apply. Oh, Again, terms. create an account and redeem code DMVR for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Go ahead. Blacked out in Fort Collins. <laughs> um, <laughs> am I wrong in assuming this? Didn't I hear at the beginning of the week? That Jay Norvell said that even Stevie Wonder yes. used to say that this was a big game. Am I wrong? Or didn't he say that? Stevie Wonder, the, the light black, dark black, everything black. I mean, come on, dog. What the, you are setting yourself up for this. Oh my God, I Stevie forgot Wonder about that. rocks sunglasses constantly. He doesn't know, but he's doing it. Should he oh. take his off too? Uh, I Should think, Ray Charles take his sunglasses off too? No, I this think this is so uh, incredible, bro. They're uh, they're on our side. They're gonna stick with <laughs> Coach Norvell and wear theirs. God, George is on our mind. That's awesome. Oh my god, this is incredible. You played at CU from 2000 to 2004. You played in this game, pretty much in the heyday of this rivalry. What does this rivalry, besides what's happened today, what does this rivalry mean to you? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take you back. Okay. <clears throat> Look, I committed to the University of Colorado in 1998. I was a sophomore in high school. Rick Neuheisel, excuse me. That was an offensive line moment. I apologize. <laughs> Rick Neuheisel offered me in his office uh, in front of my parents the Baylor game when they wore the gold <laughs> and the black helmets. They won 18-16. It was a great game. Mm -hmm. The next year, 99... He left and went to Washington. Gary came in. And Gary's first game, they beat us to death. Uh -huh. Like, they beat us 42-14. to 14. We were nationally yep. ranked. We had a really, really good team. Jay Sean Sykes was, like, Big 12 Newcomer of the Year or something. Had, like, 150 tackles. That man was – if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I mean, he was still a great pro. But I, Jay Sean was the best linebacker I've ever seen, like, mm -hmm. with my own eye. Um, I you see that <laughs> you got to make fun of yourself, dog. It just doesn't work. Um, 90. And then in 2000, we had a great recruiting class and we were felt really good about ourselves. And we walked in and that was the tear gas game. Mm -hmm. That was 28, 24. And they upset us again, beat us two years in a row. And they shot tear gas into old mile high stadium. And I'm standing on the sideline. And I'm like, they're tear gassing the fans. This is interesting. And the, the fans pick up the tear gas and throw it back on the fucking field. So we're getting tear gassed. Everybody's in the locker room, like, crying because we're tear gassed. The coaches yeah. are like, good game, bro. Like, <laughs> bawling. Everyone's tear gassed. It was awful. And then 2001 rolled around, and it was the first game ever played in the new building. Yeah. Which needs to be replaced, by the way. Mm -hmm. And we uh, they they had a really good team. They, you know. I, I don't think Brad was the quarterback that I can't remember if he was the quarterback that day or not. I, mean, I want to check that. Was he the quarterback in 01? Uh, I can check that for you if you go I ahead. I can't remember if he was the quarterback in 01 or not. But even if he was, he didn't have any outcome on the game. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. absolutely killed him 42 mm -hmm. 14. And it was, it was the coming out party for a team that won the Big 12. And it was a lot of fun, to say the least. Um, I remember distinctly after the game being in the locker room in the building and Robbie Robinson just it's like I remember like it was yesterday coach Barnett's talking and he's like being all mellow and Robbie throws his helmet against the wall and gets up there and he's a senior he's number nine he was one of our guys one of our leaders great player for CU and he gets up there and he goes we beat their motherfucking ass let's go and the whole room went nuts it was crazy 
Uh, and that really set us on that path. Mm -hmm. And then was he the quarterback? Uh, so it was DJ Bush and then yep. Bradley Van Pelt came in. Came in. Yeah. Okay, so he was there, but he, he, yes. was, he was a reserve. Yeah. Okay. So in the next year, we're ranked, I want to say, seventh. Uh, which year is this? 20... This is 02. 02, just, number we, seven. Yep. Seven. So we come into the year ranked seventh. Chris Brown is the Big 12 player of the year yep. preseason. He actually ended up winning offensive player of the year that year, so good guess. Big physical offensive line. We did lose Victor Rogers and Andre Durant and Dan Graham, but we replaced them with, you know, like Justin Bates switched to the left side. He was a draft pick by the Cowboys. His son, Josh, is in my program. He's at guard in Oklahoma now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just crazy how football works. Right. And, like, we were – we felt really good. I broke my leg in training camp, so I was – I medical redshirted that year. I was on okay. crutches during the game. And I remember standing there on the sideline and – it was so hot and so muggy. And when Cecil Sapp took that ball from like the eight to the goal line and just ran through the entire defense, which included first rounder Tyler Brayton and Tufts and all these bad motherfuckers that played mm -hmm. in the league, you knew that we were in a dogfight. Now, we knew already we were in a dogfight because this is known by CU people, but Bradley Van Pelt was a Michigan State guy, okay? And he was in the tran he transferred. And back in the day, you used to have to sit. Right. And CU wanted him to play safety and he wanted to play quarterback. And I had him on my show today on uh, Altitude 92.5 from 10 to noon. And I talked to him about one of the reasons I think this rivalry lacks sometimes is because the Colorado kids dream to go to Colorado. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one. I didn't have one dream about playing at Colorado State, but I had wet dreams about playing in Boulder. <laughs> so... Like, and I, I still, like, wake up, like, like, fuck Eric Crouch. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, whoa, sorry, my bad. I'm like, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, I'll just roll back over and go to bed. Uh, but I don't think that there was the, the same kind of, like, Joel Dreesen wanted to be a Ram. Eric Pierce and Morgan Pierce, two great offensive linemen. Eric was recruited by everybody. He was in the same recruiting class as me. Mm -hmm. CU tried to get that kid so hard. He went and played with his brother at CSU. Dave Anderson was a bad motherfucker. That guy, he went for 200 yards on us in 04. He was uncoverable. He just ran by everybody. Without him, we, they don't score a point. Mm. He played in the league forever. Those guys wanted to be Rams. But I think BVP, like when he got there and just immersed himself in it, he really took pride in that place. I'm not saying that they don't have pride in their university. I'm saying that if you want us to take you seriously, we were 1-11 last year, and they were sold out to the fucking brim. And there were games where they were, like, I went up and talked to the team before the Cal game last year. They ended up winning in overtime, and people rushed the field, and they made a mockery of it. But it's because we give a shit. Yes. Like, you can't get mad at Buffalo fans because our history is amazing, and we we feel like we deserve to be at a level and we want to work to get there again, and we're striving to do it, and we keep hiring guys and making, you know, taking chances and doing shit while you sit there and criticize the effort and you don't give any. If you, like, you have a brand new building, Canvas is beautiful. I've been up there many times. I was up there with Adazio a lot. I don't go see this new staff. I don't want to. I wouldn't sit a Kent there if you paid me to. I'll send him to Wyoming. That's where Jordan Ochoa is going, yep. who yep. was just at the CU game last week as a recruit. Yep. I mean, Wyoming's going to have a dogfight on their hands when he gets his Power 5 offer, and it's coming. 
So, like, I'll send a kid to co- play for Coach Bowl. I know he'll get developed. That's where Chad Muma from Legend went. He's starting for the Jaguars. Yep. So, you know, that another Dungeon Family guy. Like, th- my, my point is, if you want to this rivalry to be what it was, those guys cared so much, bro. And we knew, we knew in Boulder, if we did not take this as seriously as we take Kansas State and Nebraska, if we don't take this as seriously as we take Oklahoma walking into Folsom, like, if we're not focused, we're going to get fucking embarrassed. We're not going to get beat. Losing to these people is, like, the worst thing on earth. I can lose to Nebraska. I hate it, but that's a prominent program with multiple national titles and Heisman Trophy winners, and we chased them for so long, and now we got your fucking ass, and it's <laughs> seven to six and so one, and we got three in a row, and next year it's going to be a home game in Lincoln. I hope you're ready. But that's my point is if CSU, if you want – us to respect you and you want this to be as good as it can be you have to hold up your end of the deal dog yep you have to hold up your end of the deal otherwise this isn't the rocky mountain showdown this is the rocky mountain execution and look man if you chase us the way we chased oklahoma and nebraska and the big eight and then got into the big 12 and the playing field was level anybody Mm -hmm. notice that how Coach McCartney's plan from 86 to 96 and 96 to 01 and 01 to now, it's working. He caught them. Congratulations, Coach. I'm proud of you. I love you. You're the man. I can't wait to see you Saturday night in your hat and sunglasses. Because Coach, look, Mrs. McCartney raised that man right. Yeah. And you know he's going to be rocking some clean ass, probably some clean J's and some clean ass shades, some blades as we call them. And a clean ass hat, probably a cowboy hat. Tell Can't me, wait. shit. Um, were you uh, at CU for the Lawrence Vickers play? No, so that's 05, but okay. he gets here tomorrow. He's yeah. coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, so he'll be there on Saturday as well. Um, he'll be in the locker room with us before the game, Let's which go. all I'm going to do is go 17 and just get out of the way because yeah. that's the biggest ram killer of them all. Yes. The 04 game was the goal line stand yep. that – they, they fucked it up. They went the wrong way. They may have scored if they went the right way, but I'm going to tell this story. Yeah, go ahead. So before they built the Champion Center, or right when they were building it, because in 03 is the first year that we had the new addition, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the badass Champion Center that's right there where all the coaches' offices are. It used to be where the Dell Ward is. Okay. All right? So I don't know if they still – I'm pretty sure they still eat in the same spot, the Dell Ward. It's just a little different. But – Pre-game meal used to be right on top, overlooking Folsom from the north end zone, okay? Mm-hmm. Looking at the scoreboard. By the way, we've got to get a new scoreboard. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we're up there eating steak, and it's like steak, potato, night before the game. We're up there talking shit, but everybody's really focused. Like, the, the year before was the lightning game with Clatt, and we went off, yep. and we had just gone through an offseason of hell where – Coach Barnett got suspended for just plainly stating something that offended a lot of people, yada, yada, yada. And then he came back on the team and like there were, we had no all big 12 preseason guys and like BG Brooks, who I still give shit to, to the day, picked us to go 0 and 12. And like without a bunch of guys transfer. And it was just a, a, a rough time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be a senior and I'm, we're not going fucking 0 and 12. There's right. not a shot in hell. So, we were extremely focused, and we know what we have on the team regardless of what everybody else does, which is one reason why I gravitated to this team so early. 
I mean, I got receipts, dog. I was one of the first ones that came out and said, Shador is a first-round draft pick. This guy is special. Mm-hmm. And I, I believed it day one, and I believe it now. And I, I remember sitting in the in the Dow Ward eating, and it's me and Vic and Clatt and, like, all the captains used to sit together. And then we had, a, like, a player advisory board, and it was Ewu and Vickers and James Gary and some of the other starters that were juniors. My senior year in 04, I was the only defensive starter that was a captain. So we had a very young team, which is a blessing now, the way I look at it. It was a little stressful then because Marcus Harrison got hurt the year before in the UCLA game, broke his leg, and had to transfer. And he was my my dog. He was the other guy that was there with me the whole time. Mm -hmm. So when he left, it left a leadership void that I had to fill. And I'm a pretty boisterous guy, but I had to fill it for two people. I was the only captain on defense. Sam Wilder, Joel Klatt, and Bobby Purify were three captains on offense. We were really young. Iwu is an unbelievable talent. James Gary's a good player. Vakal Manapuna is a good player. Lorenzo Sims is a good player. Sammy Joseph is a pro. But I got to show them the way we do shit here because everybody that showed me is gone. They're in the league, yeah. and that's where I'm going. So we were super focused all fall because of the adversity and everybody talking down on us, picking us to finish last and we're shitty and nobody thinks we can play. And the illusion that we're like rapists and all this other bullshit. Well, we internalized all that and we fucking heard all of it. And that game was personal and it became, it became like nasty the night before when we looked down and they were running their goal line set in front of us. <laughs> they were wa- doing their walkthrough under the lights in their little, in their uh, veterinary outfits. And they were like going through what they were going to run on the goal line. Uh-huh. And they ran in. So they ran the play correctly that night, which is so funny to me. And they run into the end zone right over like why we used to walk out. Because the Champions Center now, they walk out of the, and the garage door goes up, right? right? Well, we used to walk out of the Dell War because the locker room's in the other right, way. So we walk right. down the hill to uh-huh. the gate. Okay. That's why I always say lock the gates, bro. Because yeah. you walk through that gate, you turn around, you lock that son of a bitch, and nobody can get out. You can't get in, you can't get out. So we're watching this, and I'm like, are these, I look at Vic, and I'm like, are these motherfuckers really? running their goal line set in front. Do they don't know we're up here? The lights are on. Like, we're standing right here. They can see us. We can see them. And I know they can see us, and they still did it. So they run the play, and then they run into the end zone, and the whole team comes up, and Marcus Houston's punk ass goes in the middle and starts barking and pointing fingers, and they all come up and start talking shit and bouncing up and down on the fucking Colorado logo. And we were all like, it is fucking on, dog, right now. And it was that game was super physical and it was super competitive and they could have won, but in nut cutting time, and this happened for three years in a row. Four, really, because 03. We beat them on the last play of the game in 03. We beat them on the last play of the game in 04. We beat you on a 65-yard field goal by the leg that the Broncos need to call immediately, Mason Crosby in 05. Yeah. And then that's that's four, right? Yes, that's four, right? Or three. That's three. Oh, three, oh, four, oh, five, three. Okay. And then in 06, they beat us Hawkins first year, 14, 10. Right. Yep. God, it's disgusting that I know all of this. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, the Vickers play, I was a rookie in New York. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to that. Sorry. Yes. A lot of strings in the old dude's head. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that moment, 
like talking to my boy Shab, Brendan Shab, obviously the big brown, the fighter, very extremely famous individual now. A lot of people don't know this, but he played fullback at CU, mm-hmm. and he's he's one of the guys. That's my fucking dude. Yeah, and uh, he <laughs> laid a fucking huge block on that play, and Vic just lines up six. And if you remember six. <laughs> body slammed the shit out of evan judge in that game yeah like earlier in the game he picked up evan and like tossed him tossed him on the ground it was a huge momentum swing for them they played us tough in that game like they all we knew they were going to and vic when vic did that he became the biggest ram killer in history and i'm so glad he's coming back and i'm gonna walk in the locker room and go Lawrence Vickers and just back up. <laughs> <laughs> i love that um he well, gets here this weekend dog i mean you want to have a good show. You get 17 on the mic. You're going to have to get a dump button ready, but God damn, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I love it. Um, we're gonna, Next segment, we're going to talk about the actual game. I got a video with Justin we're going to play. But before we move on to the actual game on Saturday, mm-hmm. you were in 101 last yeah, Saturday. I was. You are correct. I want to hear about those stories, and you're also going back to 101 I'm going to make Saturday. a return. Well, it's my. that's my section. Yeah. Well, let them know. Let's yeah. hear the whole story. 101, so 101 used to be where the visitors sit, and you can still sit there, I guess, if you want to buy tickets. <laughs> but I'm going to make your life a living hell every time I go there. Um, and I'm going to make a point, every, even if I don't sit there, because my son, Nicholas, like I said earlier, is a recruit this weekend uh, as a 6'2", 250-pound eighth grader. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, I'm super excited for him, so we're going to sit with all the recruits this week, but I'm Definitely, I'm going to go over there and just start talking and give an update from 101. Look, 101 is McChesneyville now. (laughs) And anyone that goes over there, you have to understand that we're taking that section back. You don't get to claim it anymore. And just because you sat there doesn't mean you get to sit there anymore. So I'm being the bully at the lunch table. And I just, I want the opposing fans (laughs) to despise me on a cellular level. If I am not getting hate mail, like when people send me direct messages, I got like 174,000 people on TikTok or some stupid shit, yeah. which I don't understand at all. I don't know why everybody, You're like, famous, I don't understand it, but it's cool, I guess. <laughs> I just post stupid shit and people like it, but they're, they reach out to me and they're like, you're a piece of shit and I hate you and I hope your family dies and blah, 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 like some kid at the... <laughs> This is so funny, dog. I'll tell the, the top two stories. So I'm there with okay. my brother, Mitch, and my two sons, right? Yep. And we're sitting in 101, and we walk in, and, like, there's three other Buff fans right down here. So we had a little bit of little cohort, and they're partying their ass off. They're obviously students. I don't know how they got those tickets, but they didn't care. So, like, they're, like, walking over and pouring beer on stickers and, like, putting them on Nick's face. And I'm sitting there like, this kid is going to love college, dog. I'm, like, having a flashback. Like, (laughs) God, college was so fun. So, he's having an awesome time. And, like, the game starts getting going. And I'm kind of nervous because it's 0-0. And they played us pretty tough in the first quarter. And they start chirping. Oh, Shador's not that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, motherfuckers. Okay, so I start just in on them. And I start, <laughs> go, boss. I'm, every time I'm yelling like I'm in the stands with everybody else while everyone else is being quiet. Right. So they can obviously hear me. Of course. I saw a video. I didn't screen record it like a dummy, but I saw a video <laughs> of a guy that showed everybody leaving. And you can see me going like this in the video <laughs> yeah. in like the corner. So at one point, the first one is these like group of Nebraska frat boys that drove out I-80 um, just hammered drunk, bro. Like they were tore up and they turn around. They're like, 
I feel sorry for your family. And before my fat mouth could even open, my my son, my 13-year-old goes, hey, sit the fuck down, redneck. You don't talk about my family. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. Like started tearing up a little bit, gave him a high five. And then... Later in the in the in the afternoon, when we were really beating the shit out of him, like yeah. right before I went back down on the field, right, um, <laughs> I'm sitting there and we're standing and like people are leaving, so we just keep moving more into the middle mm. and talking more shit, which was fantastic. And these guys, like I think it's the same group of guys, maybe I'm not really sure because they all look like the Cornhusker mascot to me, right? And like <laughs> they turn around, they're like. You know, you think you could take all six of us? <laughs> and I'm like, I have elevation and you're drunk. One of you's dead. <laughs> and they all just kind of looked at the guy that said it and they just got up and walked out. And I was like, that was so fun. It was the most fun I think I've ever had to see you game in my life. Oh, man. The updates from 101, I was living for them on su- on Saturday. I'm going to keep giving them, I think. I can't wait, man. I think we should, like, put, I'm going to go over there with, like, a can of spray paint and just draw a big 60 on them. Maybe I'll drop down Bleacher. from the press box at halftime and we can yeah, do see, a, a, this is, yeah, do it. Come down. I'll meet you uh, over there. Report like from update 101. from 101 <laughs> yeah. the sheep are buying their shears it's bad there's full-length gloves everywhere shit's flying jay norvell has a hat on cats and dogs are living together it's getting crazy <laughs> all right uh let's play justin's segment and talk about this game but first off a word from our friends over at volo the largest social sports company in the u.s we play so the kids play free uh, the DMVR crew is in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. Uh, they got tons of other sports. Make sure you check them out. You can get the monthly membership pass uh, for just 20 bucks a month or 200 bucks a year. There's also a beta version for $10 a month for three months. They're all over town. Lodo, Rhino, Uptown City Park, the Highlands, Stones Lake. Fall leagues are open. Sign up before it's too late. Get your Volo pass and start playing in leagues as, free, as a free agent today. Make sure to use code DMVR10 for $10 off at www.volosports.com slash Denver. And also shout out to Fubo TV. I love Fubo TV. Um, it makes everything super easy to watch games on Saturdays and Sundays. You can record everything, get a thousand hours of cloud DVR for free. You get the, uh, the Pac-12 network, even though we haven't had to use it yet. Once the buffs are inevitably once on it this year, uh, make sure you're on Fubo and you can get that. I agree. Fubo is awesome. I use it. I canceled cable. It's a scam. It is. Cable's a scam, dog. It's a straight scam. And they're like, you need it for internet. And I'm like, just get rid of that, too. I don't (laughs) care. We got typewriters here, dog. Um, You can watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. This is a good idea. You should do that. Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk about this game. Let's bring in Justin real quick. Go ahead and play it, Alyssa. Three. Joining me now on the show, my guy, DMVR Rams only, Justin Michael. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's rivalry week. College football tradition. That's what it's all about, right? I'm, I'm excited to see it back. Doesn't get much better than this, bro. The Rams took a tough week one loss to the Cougars of Washington State. You guys had a bye week, an early bye week right after that last week. What's the vibe right now uh, out there out of Fort Collins, just you know, coming off that bye and taking the week one loss? I mean, it's kind of wait and see mode. It's hard to really gauge you know, where this team's at in terms of where the locker room's at. I don't think they're in a bad spot. In some ways, 
I think the early buy was probably good for them, you know, just to be able to reset after, you know, kind of getting punched in the mouth a little bit by a team that I think, you know, the fans and even probably CSU underestimated a little bit in Washington State. Uh, that said, obviously, I mean, you make a quarterback change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just kind of tough to see. I mean, the hope, obviously, is that you're able to replicate the the spark you had offensively in that fourth quarter. But even then, it's like, you know, how much do you take away from that? The game's already out of hand. They had a 75-yard touchdown where Wazoo just completely, you know, blew the coverage. They had another touchdown where Holker, the tight end, just makes a circus catch. So it's, you know, it's great that you were able to see some of that, but is it sustainable? And, and you know, we'll kind of see in this matchup, I think it'll be a, a good test of where this team's at and, you know, kind of where they need to adjust moving forward. Because frankly, obviously you want to win this game. This, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a rivalry game, but when it's not a conference game, you know, it doesn't dictate right. how your season's defined. But I think this is a huge moment for this team, just with its identity, with their, you know, confidence level and really just, you know, kind of, in terms of keeping this thing on the right track, yeah. I think they need an encouraging performance. Uh, let's get back to the game, but I wake up this morning and Jay Norvell's taking shots at Coach Prime for wearing his sunglasses and hat indoors. What is going on, Justin? We're rivals, aren't we? Yeah. Like we're. I mean, this isn't kumbaya. We're going to hold hands, <laughs> go out to dinner. I mean, Buffs fans have been in my mentions for two weeks, no matter what I post. So frankly... CU fans are going to be upset with us. They're going to mock us. They're going to make fun of us no matter what we say. So why are we supposed to kiss the ring? We don't like you, and you don't like us. That's how this works. That's why it's fun. And I understand that like some of the people that are new to the rivalry following the program, they think it's about Dion. It's not. I mean, obviously, that comment about the sunglasses and the hat, that's a shot at Dion yes. Sanders. <laughs> but for CSU as a whole, this is bigger than him. Yeah. I disliked CU when McIntyre was there. Mm -hmm. I disliked them when Durrell was there. I disliked them when Hawkins was there. I've been in this my entire life, 20 years, you know, 20 plus years at this point in this rivalry. We don't like you and you don't like us. I love get the passion. Used to it. I absolutely love the passion. Um, one more question before we get to the game. What does this rivalry mean to you? It, it means a lot. You know, this is a game that growing up, was huge you know in the scene and it, it obviously lost its luster a little bit just with CU winning the last five but I do think it's a bit of a misconception at least in the modern era that this game is not competitive that it's not fun I understand when you look at the all-time numbers see I think it's 67 22 and 2 something like that 43 of those wins were before 1960 hmm. 43 of them that's 65 <laughs> percent yeah since 1983 it's 24-8 CSU has seven one-score losses in that time period we're a handful of plays away from this series being a lot different. And unfortunately, there are a lot of those moments over the years yep. that, that really stick out. You know, the three-point loss in 2015, going mm -hmm. to Boulder in the mid-2000s. It was 04 and 05, and you get stuffed at the one-yard line. I know that's one of RK's favorite yep. moments. And I, <laughs> and I get it, but that's what has made this fun. And it's just a game that meant a lot. And frankly, I would like to see this game mean a lot again. It would be fun if this was a game where... Every year the stakes are like this, you know, mm -hmm. at least one of the teams ranked, if not both of them, and there's national attention on it. That's how it was when I was a kid, you know, 2002, 2003. You're tuning in to watch BVP take on Joel Klatt on ESPN, and eventually it was like, oh, now the game's delegated to a local RSN. Now it's on CBS Sports Network <laughs> at 8.30. Uh. I mean, it's just, it's a shame that the rivalry got to that place. You just want to see it matter again, and mm -hmm. obviously with where CU is at a, at a, as a program, you know, the stakes are very high this year. You know, CSU yep. 
you want to make a statement, you know, you want to embarrass your biggest rival. Nothing would give you more pleasure than to reign all over this prime parade. And if you're CU, it's about, you know, keeping this rolling. Obviously, yep. you've got Oregon coming up. You've got USC coming up. You win this game, all of a sudden, you know, you're around top 15 and you have an opportunity to push for the top 10 if you're in those games. So it's, there's a lot at stake and that's what's great about this game. And it's, it's why it should be played every year because everyone that cares about college football in this state outside of, you know, maybe if you're a, a Greeley diehard, no disrespect, or Air Force <laughs> or something like that, yeah. who's more of a national fan base. But the locals, you have investment. You know people that went to CSU. You know people that went to CU. You have to deal with the interactions. You know that if your team gets embarrassed, you're going to have to hear it for the next couple months. And right. That's what it's all about. And it's, yeah, it's a bit unnerving at times, especially when you're a big underdog. But what do we have to lose if we're CSU? We're going to mm -hmm. go in and hopefully, you know, punch first, try and go down swinging. Yep. Uh, let's get to this game. You mentioned the quarterback change. Obviously, Torrey Horton. What are we looking for on the offensive side of the ball when the Rams have the ball? Yeah, it's. I'm really interested to see because obviously you're going to have to be able to score points. Like If yep. you're trying to win this game with the mindset we're going to win a 14-10 you know, grind up, probably not going to happen. CU's got too much speed. I just think it's too much to ask of this CSU defense to you know, hold them under 20 to have a Broncos defense type performance, which <laughs> yeah. that would end up in a loss anyways. Uh, but we, can, we don't have to talk about the Broncos. Offensively, bro. I think if you're CSU, it's going to be a mix. I think you need to be aggressive with some of the things you do through the air just to keep that defense honest. But mm -hmm. I also think you got to try and shorten the game. You know, you're trying to limit how many times CU touches the ball because they have so many guys that are home run hitters that are capable right. of just breaking this game open with one touch. So if you're CSU, you know, you're hoping to establish the run a lot better than you did week one. Uh, I was I was really impressed with what I saw from CU defensively from week one to week two. But obviously, you know, that Nebraska offense, it's pretty one dimensional. Yeah. Now with the quarterback change, Braden Fowler, Nicholas, he, he does bring some of that dual threat ability that Sims has. So, you know, if, if there's, opportunities you hope you can do some of that type of stuff but really it's just going to be about sustaining drives any mm -hmm. way you can because if you do this three and out we're on the field for a minute five you are just going to hang your defense out to dry because yep. that buffs offense is too damn good yep uh do you think this moment might be too big for the young quarterback you know I, this is his first start right no um he's a red shirt freshman okay. he actually started last year in jay norvell's return to reno which right. was okay. the most hostile game that csu played in now, that win was not about what Braden did passing for the most part. They had a pair of defensive touchdowns. Avery Morrow ran the ball. That said, he did you know, lead the team down the field, uh, two-minute offense to kick a game-winning field goal. So he's been in big moments before. I mean, he's a guy who kind of was on a, a big stage in high school and in Texas football. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's getting thrown into the fire for sure. <laughs> it's a sure. big but, moment. You know, some guys embrace that, and yeah. I think – one of the things you can say about Braden Fowler Nicolosi is he doesn't lack confidence. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, sometimes that's a bad thing. You go yeah. out and you're reckless and, you know, the game can get out of hand because of your own decisions. Right. And other times it's a good thing, especially in college football where things weird happen. And if the game gets tight, you know, he's not going to be a guy that's like, oh, man, what do I do? He's like, All right, we're going to try and go and rip it. And sometimes that's for better. Sometimes that's for worse. But I'm excited to see it if, if nothing else. Uh, defensively, I know Mo Kamara is a beast. You guys got a couple of safeties too. It's going to be hard to limit this offense, yeah. but what do you think the goals are for CSU on defense this weekend? They, I mean, they just, they got to get off the field. They did a, a pretty good job of getting Washington state in third and long. They stopped the run really well and they just, they let Cam Ward run around and improvise. And it, it just, there were some lapses in coverage that were unexpected 
you're going to have to be consistent because this CU team, they have a ton of weapons. Like, obviously, Travis Hunter, he jumps out. But, I mean, Xavier Weaver, these running backs, like, it's it's going to be a situation where you're going to have to be really sound defensively. And yeah. they have a lot of veterans. They have a lot of experience in, in the front seven and in that secondary, which is encouraging. But, I mean, what we saw on third down against Washington State, what we saw in that second half in terms of the – the offense just kind of running all over them, though I think they were a bit deflated after the offense just laid an egg for two and a half straight yeah. quarters. It's, it's tough. Yeah. But they need to be more consistent, and they got to get off the field on third down. Some turnovers, obviously, right. wouldn't hurt their cause either. But, I mean, Shador takes care of the football, so yep. that's, that's a tough ask. The line is 23 and a half. Oof. I know. It's a big one. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's probably appropriately set based on the sample size of football we have seen i personally believe that csu has more talent and they will be more competitive than what we have seen thus far Mm -hmm. it's week one um so that line feels like something csu could cover in my opinion especially if they play to their potential but i mean you look at what cu's done offensively you look at what happened to csu against washington state it's easy to think why you know especially if you don't know that much about csu you're like oh they're gonna run all over them that said, in a rivalry game, you know, I, I like the Rams' ability to to hang. I do think this is a game that means a lot to people on the CSU roster. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not coming out and, like, guaranteeing a win or anything like that. But right. they're going to play hard. What that actually is, like, how tangible is that? We'll see. But I think this team is more talented than they've shown. And, you know, keeping it within, you know, four scores, that does feel feasible to yeah. me. Um, let's make some predictions real quick. I'm not going to ask you if they're going to win, but who's going to make the most impact outside of the quarterback offensively? Same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Most impactful player in this game. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, Dallin Holker, BYU transfer tight end. I just think having that reliable option, especially on third down, being able to attack the middle of the field. That's, that's really big for this offense and staying on track, uh, defensively, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Henry Blackburn, who's mm. a Boulder native, mm-hmm. one of CSU's starting safeties. He's one of those guys who he gets so amped. There are times you're a little worried, and it, you know he's he's out there trying to kill people. But it's a mentality that this team needs to embrace. They need to go into this one feeling like it's you know a, a cage fight basically, mm-hmm. and like the only way we're leaving is if we knock you out. And I just. For a guy like Blackburn, I'm really excited to see how he does because if, if you watch how he played in the Wyoming game last year, you could he's just one of those guys that gets up for the moment. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, man. 8 p.m. ESPN, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. It's back. We'll head up to your guys' place next year and do it all over again. I'm with you, though. I think we should uh, play these rivalry games more often. It's a lot more fun the last two weeks, at least, in uh, Buff Nation have been fun with Nebraska. Now CSU. We'll wish you the best of luck, brother, and uh, I'll see you on Saturday at the game. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> well, we already know we know what's going to happen on Saturday. Yes. So I'd the Buffs ask, are going to win by a lot. Yes, we. Yeah, it's over. a lot to a little. I don't know the score. If I did, I'd be rich. Um, last week though, before mm-hmm. the game on Saturday, mm-hmm. the Matt Rule Shador thing, mm-hmm. you're talking about stomping on logos. Uh, <laughs> Put them up. There you go. Put them up, son. Let them know. Put them up. Let son. them know. Put them up, son. What was your opinion of uh, the coach rule Shador drama? I think, uh, look, I'm a godless heathen atheist, so <laughs> take that in mind when I say this. Using a prayer 
to hide the fact that you congregated on the middle of the field where the Buffalo's at and you wear Nebraska red is some coward shit. You might as well just say, we went out there with the intention to step on your Buffalo. We know you went out there with the intention to step on the Buffalo dog. That's why our leader, the guy who wears an L on his chest, which I think is so hard, by the way. I love it, bro. The L and D thing. Yes, like, I love I, it. I was always wondering, like, why don't they wear the C's? And then, like, they wore C's last year, but I, I felt bad for Casey because, like, Casey's, Casey Roddick went to Florida State. Yeah. I really wish he would have stayed, but he made a good decision. He's yes. starting for the number three team in the country. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe Florida State. And wouldn't it be so cool if Florida State and CU playing, like, the, the Orange Bowl or some shit? That would oh be awesome, God. right? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, like let's let, let's speak that into existence. You got to be on the show that week, <laughs> I, bro. Sure. I'll be back next Thursday. <laughs> Dan Lanning oh, also yeah. said some shit oh, we got to yes, talk about, and Danny's my friend. Oh, like I Danny, Danny's a personal friend of mine. So like, I'm gonna call him and be like, "Do you still feel like we can't win anything?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but like, it, Coach Rule, I respect Coach Rule. They they purchased a bunch of my body bags. Like, speaking of the body bag, before we get out of here today. Everybody, if you want to, if you want to support a buff uh, on NIL, okay, Savion Washington is one of my guys. I work with him all the time. Our big right tackle number seventy-eight. He posted up yesterday for the first time on the body bag NIL deal. If you use the promo code Washington seventy-eight, you get ten percent. Will come off the bag. You can donate it to your high school. You can buy it. You can do whatever you want with it after you buy it. But that ten percent goes in Savion's pocket, mm-hmm. and that's. We're trying to support our guys up there through NIL, so that's one way to do it. So do that. Uh, but for them to to use that as a, like a ploy and then to not stand behind it, that's my problem. I don't care. I mean, I care. That pisses me off. Get off the Buffalo, but we're going to play on it. Like, mm-hmm. it's on the field. I get it. I don't care if you go warm up. I care if you go congregate. I care if you stand there and spit on it and talk shit. Like, dog, don't go over there and act like you're just kneeling and you invited him in to pray with you. No offense, but <clears throat> before, like, wartime, we don't go pray with commies. We don't <laughs> right. do that there, dog. Yeah. I don't I didn't walk out in 01 and ask fucking Eric Crouch to go over and have a prayer with me. Yep. I told him to go fuck himself and go back in the <laughs> locker room. We're about to bust that ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in the old four game in Lincoln... <laughs> I hit Joe Daly out of out of bounds so hard. I got a personal foul, and like <laughs> Callahan runs over. He was the coach at that time, and he runs over. And he's talking all this shit, and I was like, "Man, fuck you, Bill!" And I was yelling at him, and like the refs tell me to leave. And the next play, we like ripped the dude's helmet off on the goal line, and they didn't even call it. It was awesome. And then guess who my first offensive line coach was in the NFL when I got moved? Coach Callahan. Bill Callahan. <laughs> so that was a little weird, uh, but like <laughs> the. The audacity of of Nebraska to do that and then not say that's what we're doing and then try and turn it into something else, like to have the light negatively shine on Shador. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope Rick Ross is there so bad. Oh, yeah. Doug, please, please, God, have the Rick Ross. Coming. Did you see that? The Rock is coming? Yeah. Well, that would be fun to hang out with him. There you go. Like, I was hanging out with Wu-Tang last week. That was kick-ass. Yep. I was like, we, we at one point, Wu-Tang and Cameron and I and the dude from Power, Ghost, mm-hmm. the, the actor, mm-hmm. who is like, he, he, he's a movie called Shot Caller, which is awesome. We were all in the bathroom. I know it sounds weird, but just listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
we were all in the bathroom. We were standing there, and then the the urinals in the bathroom in there, they've got like hydration meters on them, dog. Yes, yes. And I'm like yep. sitting there, and I'm looking at them like, Cameron, what the fuck is this, man? And like Raekwon walks over and Ghostface, and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, I what is this? I'm like, is there a camera in that? They can't do that, right? There's not. I watch people piss. That's fucking weird. And they're like, yeah, there's no camera. And I'm like, what are you like? You know, touch it, right? And they're like, you touch it. And I'm like, you fucking touch it, dog. I'm not touching that. And then, like, and the guy walks up like three stalls later and starts going to the bathroom. We all go, uh oh, okay, got it. And then all of us go line up. And Cameron's like, I'm green, dog. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like a little yellow. And he's like, you better get that hydration up, son. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. So I just, look, man, the, University of Colorado is as cool as it's ever been. Mm -hmm. This is, I equate this to when I was 13 years old in 1994 and I turned on a hip hop video on MTV and Ice Cube's driving around in a fucking Impala SS with a CU hat on. Yeah. And they got a Coy Detmer jersey on. Yep. Like, if you can't match it, you have to criticize it. And I don't think that's the route to take here, dog, because mm -hmm. you're not just criticizing us, you're criticizing Prime. And why in the hell would you ever do that? Like, there were Beyond even, me. when he played, did you ever in your life hear Jerry Rice or Michael Irvin, especially Mike, or any of those guys that were elite at that time, did you ever hear any of them poke the bear? No, that's no what the it's like the number do. one thing not to do. Yes, the great ones turn anything into motivation. Don't talk shit to Michael Jordan. Yes. He is the Michael Jordan of corners yep. and punt returners. And kick, well, Hester is probably a better kick returner, and that would piss him off. And that's why he's his, yep. that's why he's him. Yep. He would say, I could kick return better with nine toes. And I'd be like, you probably could. You're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to questions real quick so we can get you out of here on time. Shout out to Snarfs. John DeNera approved. They're all about quality, quality, quality. Um, their signature bread in wheat or mm. white is also what makes them so great. You can get their place. own Jardinera peppers um, to go on their website or in stores. Uh, but they just got damn good sandwiches. Also, check out Snarf Burgers. Plenty of locations in Denver and Boulder. Join us in our fight against hunger in our communities. People can simply take a photo of their Snarfs or Snarf Burger meal on the Gift a Meal app for every photo. We'll find a free meal at a local food bank. Download the Snarfs app for online ordering and delivery. You can also join Snarf Rewards and re receive a special welcome offer of $5 off an order of $10 or more. There's member-only offers, birthday gifts, and referral points. Give them a try at our Broncos tailgates all season. We'll be out there on Sunday again right outside of Mile High. And then Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Backus and Shanker are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, even if you're injured at work. If you need to sue, smash the two, 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 two. To find out if you have a case for free, Backus and Shanker wins. It's a lot of twos. A lot of twos. All right. But um, I remember it. You, you so can, some you psycho can... out here on Colfax runs me over getting my cards. <laughs> exactly. Two, 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 yes. two, two. We're rolling. All right. Uh, what do we got today? Jays, what's up? Uh, do you think Coach Prime could have sold out the Broncos Stadium this year if the game was in Denver, and why are they not playing in Denver this year? Uh, absolutely, they could have sold it out. I'm pretty sure Rick George, when he became AD or shortly after, kind of asked the fans what they wanted. They said they wanted to play this game uh, at the actual campuses of the stadiums, which is why we're not in Mile High. 
I guess, moving forward. We're going to be in Fort Collins next year. I don't know if you have anything to add there. I, I, I prefer home and home. I always yep. thought I, – I didn't agree with Colorado fans saying we shouldn't go up there. I thought we should have gone up there and took over. Yep. Um, so I always wondered why we never went there. I liked the game in Denver. I don't care where we play. We can go out to the parking lot and get this shit going. <laughs> right. I don't care. So wherever you guys want to meet, we'll play, and that's what we'll do. It'll be awesome. I can't wait for the the takeover next year, man. All right, who's next? That's going to be incredible. It's, I cannot wait. Uh, thank you for the super chat, uh, A-Pain. Play the part what J5 said right after that in the well-off. I actually haven't watched the well-off yet. Shout out to Luis for the video on Twitter, though. That's where that came from. And, of course, Bucky and well-off forever. Uh, Cap-wise, Matt, let's link up again on Saturday, and we will keep the shades and hats on. Tough face. Let's go. Uh, thank you for the super chat, Cap-wise. Uh, cap Luis, Appreciate shout out it, to you again. Thank you. Coach Prime said to see you. Band perfected two of his song requests. Is there any video of it anywhere? Oh, um, oh dude. What? You got, got something? That just triggered the old duder's head. <laughs> um, so the band kicked ass. Yes. They were awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I know they're, they're struggling with the fight song a little bit. Right. They still did on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at some, it, it'll work. They're going to sing it a lot. We'll get a lot of practice, That's don't true. worry. That's true. But you know what the new fight song is, what I rolled up here listening to today? What's that? <laughs> All eyes on me. Mm. Mm. Like, it plays every time he walks in. So before we go to wartime, All Eyes on Me plays. So is that, that's that's our song now? Sure. Oh, okay. That, that or halftime no by the Yin Yang Twins. That's, I mean, I'm uh, pretty excited about this. Not going to lie. Can't every wait. time that song comes on now, I'm like, okay. Get right song. Let's go. Hell yeah. Um, Steven is saying, can we please get Matt and Neely together? Uh, we could try our best to make that happen for sure. Um, he wants to come back Thursday. We'll have you back. I'll be back next Thursday. Um, and then we'll see if we can bring Neely Do you want me to come well. back? Of course. Okay, then I'll be here next Thursday. Um, and then uh, Yo Creo, I believe. Where is Neely? Neely's just busy. Um, I was going to try and get him down here today. He was just busy with the team. Uh, he'll be, we'll be up there with him for the pregame show tomorrow and we'll do the postgame show on Saturday. Uh, everything's good there. He's you doing God's do work, bro. Let, let him, let him go follow around. Yeah, he's got much better Buffalo Jesus, bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> uh, anything else? We got to get Matt out here pretty soon. And your final word. Um, look, last week was incredible. Um, the atmosphere in the stadium was incredible. Uh, I tip my cap to, to Buffalo country. You showed up. You, you, you like make me emotional. Like I, I appreciate you so much. Um, the locker room before the game was focused. The mm-hmm. locker room after the game was a party. It was nuts. This is different than that. I respect Nebraska. I cannot stand Colorado state. I, I want to beat them as much as possible to as little as possible, and I want to wave at their ass and laugh at them as they walk out of the building because then they have to drive all the way back up to veterinary land and talk about next year when we do go there and take over. And I'm just going to say this again. Next year in Canvas, I bet if you are a Buff fan and you can't get your ass in a car, roll one and drive up to Fort Collins (laughs) You can't come back to Folsom next year. So your ass better be there. I don't care how much the tickets cost. I don't care if they jack up the price. Use your allowance money, and let's go take over the stadium (laughs) 
Because if you think this Saturday is going to be cool, wait until game day goes to Fort Collins for a buff home game next year. Cannot wait, man. Can't wait to kick that ass on Saturday and do it again next year. Matt Machesley, everyone, at 6-0 Academy. Appreciate the it, brother. Goat. He will be back next week. Sco Buffs? And I'm not a goat. Don't say that. Okay. No goat, no sheep. You're the greatest the of all time. The though. buff. The buff. They'll just go with the buff. Okay. Like, we got to come up with a B-U-F-F reference because goats are sheep cousins, and I can't do that. No. No, let, no goats, no sheep. I'll let you workshop that. Sco Buffs, though? Go Buffs. Oh, 100%, baby. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Let's go Buffs.